Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast, a post-game edition of the Pewter Report Podcast, Energized Celsius. I am John Ledger from PewterReport.com. With me is Scott Reynolds, also of PewterReport.com. And wow, Scott, we have a lot to talk about in this show because the Bucks won a game that was somehow exciting against the Jets. They had two defensive backs end up almost in Canada right before the game. One of their star wide receivers quit and threw his pads off during the game. Uh, yeah. Another guy who nobody's ever even heard of had an unbelievable performance. Gronkowski, gross Gronkowski. Brady was Brady. The Bucks beat the Jets 28-24, and just about everything you could think of happened in between that. Scott, what a wild day for the Bucks. No, oh, it was it was insane, John. And and we had we even had a, a roster move happen seconds after the game. Antonio Brown gone yep. as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, the right call by Bruce Arians. Uh you you yep. can't quit on a team in a game and expect to to stay on the team. I mean. Uh, yeah. especially a guy with the character background of AB. Um, I think the team tolerated his antics as mm-hmm. long as they could. And something yeah. like this is simply unforgivable. And uh, Bruce Arians uh, didn't really address it in the post-game press conference, but he he said the most important thing, which is he's no longer a Buccaneer, referring to yep. him. Right, and that was what you needed to hear. There was not much doubt about it in our yeah. mind going into, I know that, that post-game presser, we kind of knew what the direction it was. But for people who, I mean, I don't know how you missed it, but Antonio Brown in the third quarter, near the end of the third quarter, Bucks offense is on the field. Yeah. And Bruce Arians apparently told Jay Glazer he wants Brown to go back out onto the field at this point in time. Brown refuses. Somebody else said Brown said his ankle was sore. Sorry, I forget who said that. Arians said, okay, well, and you're going to be done for the day because he had been in and out already a bunch. And so Arians right. probably wanted some stability down the stretch trying to come back from down two scores and yeah. I'm not sure how that since he didn't want to go back in anyway with the sore ankle led to I mean there's very little logic I covered AB in Pittsburgh I saw the whole right. meltdown everything as was happening there's very usually very little logic it just happens yep. he blows up there's no processing he thinks the world's out to get him and boom you end up in this kind of situation he throws his right. pads off Mike Evans tried to stop him Moji Howard tries to stop him he throws his pads off he throws a fit he throws his shirt off his gloves everything's off he's waving in the end zone to fans shirtless um, then he goes to the locker room, high-fiving people as he goes in. He's yeah. leaves the locker room, takes pictures with security guards on the way out. I have no freaking clue what this guy's doing. He's seat photographed, standing on the side of the road, waiting for a ride. Yeah. They just blew it, <laughs> just left him in New Jersey. It's an absolutely bizarre story. We're yeah. kind of laughing about it. It's kind of sad because he's obviously got you know, some issues. Like We don't really know the extent right. of it. We're not well, going to speak. Yeah. I mean, We're not even going to talk I'm, I'm not laughing at AB. I'm laughing at the right. comment I put up, which is poor Cyril. That oh, basically <laughs> has a walk off and can't make the preview. Yeah. Well, the, the news is is Antonio Brown quitting on the team and then and then getting yeah. cut. I um, did put Searle in the description, by the way. If you look, yes. he is mentioned in the description. We are yes. going to spend more show talking oh, yes. about the yeah. good things than A B, but we got to start with A B because obviously this changes the picture moving forward. I don't want to spend a ton of time, and I don't think you do either, Scott, on yep. what actually happened with A B. Everybody kind of knows what we know at this point, and, and right. it is what it is. We rehashed it there just quickly, but like for the Bucks to go on and win this game where Evans, Mike Evans is clearly not 100%, no AB, no Chris right. Godwin, obviously. The receivers who were out there in this game did step up on that final drive. We'll talk about that. 
Brady was the sensational story of the game. There yeah. won't be the story because of the AV stuff and the way that <laughs> no. the defense played probably, but yeah. you never expected it to be like a nail biter against the Jets in the final yeah. seconds, especially given the Jets were decimated on both sides of the ball. No, I mean, uh, I'll readily admit, I, I threw down hard on the Buccaneers, even with the 14-point the um, favorites on, on my bookie, and I lost big time. <laughs> but glad the Buccaneers won. But, John, the thing is, is sometimes, you know, we've heard the term poetic justice, right? And let's think about this. Cyril Grayson now, for the second straight game, has had 81 yards. What's Antonio Brown's number? 81. 81. Right. Wow. And the thing is, is I've never seen, and I witnessed this in real time, just like you did on social media, uh, Twitter especially. I've never seen a Buccaneer player go from hero to villain as quickly as Antonio Brown was. <laughs> the right? comments on the live stream were unbelievable. It, it, was, it was insane how quickly he has gone from hero to zero in the mind of Buccaneer fans, right? And these were the Buccaneer fans that were basically saying, you know, like, you know, stick it, uh, Tampa Bay Times and John Romano. He's our guy. He had 10 catches, 101 yards against the Panthers, you know. And and all of a sudden, this antics happen, and, and rightly so, the, the correct response from Buccaneer fans is, yeah, he's out of here. Get him out. Like, get him out of here. Right. But, I mean, there are some, by the way. I mean, we have, we have some clowns in this chat, I'm sure, that will we'll creep up. I'm sure, yeah. Time, but, but you're going to get John, those. But, yes, you're right, by and large. A new hero is anointed, like like – a matter of of an hour later, right? Yes. Cyril Grayson, with what a great with the, story, you know, with with just an amazing uh, catch. I mean, John, that was a tough catch. Okay. Oh my goodness! I, I mean, mean for, I think the best part, Scott, was the mental processing by Cyril to yes. realize he's settling down in that space. He's not continuing to run. Right. He's, be, he's beating the corner. It's they're playing zone, and so the safety's trying to come over off the hash. Yeah. Grayson knows it, and he knows that with the safety coming off the hash, Brady has to put a back shoulder for him. Yep. Otherwise, that safety is going to undercut that throw pick and the game will be over. Right. So yep. just his ability to get past the corner, realize the corner is sitting down, realize that it's a cover two look and that cor- that safety is going to is trying to close on that sideline and immediately look for that back shoulder catch. Right. It was just great mental processing by him. We're talking about a guy who didn't play football in college yeah. to know exactly where Brady was going to put that football. It's mental processing we didn't see from a lot of the other wideouts in this game. No, you're exactly right. And the thing too, John, about Cyril on, on that particular play is – is the Bucks have no timeouts, okay? So he's catching the ball, and he's catching it with his back to the end zone. Yep. And he's got the presence of mind to continue to kind of swirl and dive around and get in there because the thing is, if he's touched down, right, and I, and I can't remember how far away the defensive back was. There was a little bit of separation there. But if he's on the ground and he's not in the end zone and he is touched down, like let's say at the one-yard line, okay, that's going to be a hard play to to get off with 15 seconds left to get everybody running 33 yards down the field and then to you know to spike it the buccaneers probably have that opportunity to do so with maybe a second or two left but again the the way he finished that catch getting into the end zone yeah. in a very heroic fashion was 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 something that you would see out of a veteran not a guy coming into this game with five career catches, John. Yeah, I mean, it was sensational. He had what uh, six catches today? I uh, yeah, six catches sounds- for eighty-one yards. Came into the game with five catches, five career catches. 
And didn't he have like four catches on the final drive or something like that? Yes. He had four yep. targets. Maybe. Four catches, four catches for 52 yards on the final drive. Yeah. And, and again, all of those targets, all nine of those passes were either to Tyler Johnson, who got three of them and he was targeted four times or to Cyril Grayson, who was targeted five times catching four of those. Yeah. So and just Cyril Grayson's amazing. not just, yeah, it's not, he's not just this fun little anecdotal story anymore, although he is right. that spot, but now he's they need him. He might yeah. start the rest of the way. Like that's legitimately <laughs> no. the situation. I mean, yeah. you're gonna have Rashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson, and Cyril Grayson playing right. a ton of snaps the rest of the way. And I will look, but I bet Grayson led the way of, the, of those guys in this game. Certainly, it seemed like he had way more snaps than Perryman in yeah. this game. And obviously, Evans will be out there when he's hundred percent. But no right. Godwin, no AB the rest of the yeah. way. Those are huge blows for the box. I'm honestly not yeah. sure they can overcome them, Scott. Not because I, I don't think Gronk and Evans are good enough. But because I'm probably gonna upset some people when I say this, but if you're talking about value in the Buck scheme, like what is the most value? I just think Godwin and AB represented at full health more value yeah. than what Evans does. Just my opinion. I'm it's, I'm not saying right. it is the correct answer. People can have their opinions about it. All yeah. three are great. Nobody's debating that. We're talking about out of those three. So I think that their heart, it's harder to replace their roles. Now no, they yeah. have basically nobody to play. Do any of the things Chris Godwin did in the passing game? Like Correct. Grayson's not experienced enough to play that role full time. Johnson has art has proven kind of what he is, and we'll say some good things about him too. But yeah, uh, he's kind of proven what he what he is and what he's not more than anything. Right. And you know, Scotty's Miller's an outside receiver, and Brashad Perryman's never yeah. been anything like what Chris Godwin's role. He never played anything right. close to that career. It's and, not and, as and the thing is. Scotty Miller's Scotty Miller's way down in the depth chart at this point in time, right? I mean, I I think Cyril Grayson from these last two games has elevated himself above Rashad Perriman. And it certainly was that way in the terms of the targets. You'll have the snap counts for us tomorrow, John, on PeterReport.com. But Gronkowski was targeted 10 times at seven catches, 115 yards. Cyril Grayson was, he was, this, this was the Gronk they needed the last couple of weeks, but he showed up on time today for sure. Cyril Grayson with eight targets in this game, second most behind Gronkowski. Tyler Johnson was next at, at actually I should say Mike Evans was next at seven. Tyler Johnson at six. Richard Perriman only had three targets. Now he did have a 32 yard catch, two catches for 41 yards total. But yeah, but I mean, you heard Arian say it after after uh, the game that Cyril Grayson really has earned Tom Brady's trust, and uh, it's only going to grow even more after today's performance. Right. I mean, this is the reality of the Bucks offense. People are going to say Brady's won more with less, and that's 100% true. It's a different scheme. It relies more on different players. Getting Fournette and Giovanni Bernard back will help. If Giovanni Bernard does return, we don't know. But all of a sudden, that becomes kind of an important one, Scott, because yeah. they're going to probably do some different stuff when they get into the playoffs. I don't know what they'll do against the Panthers next week, but when they get into the playoffs, Scott, this is probably going to be like a – you might see some two-back from the Bucks, and they might put Giovanni yeah. Bernard on the slot at times to run routes – he might do some Chris Godwin type stuff. I mean, there if he's back, we don't even know if he's going to be back. And so right. in Fournette, you don't know if he's going to be back first round of the playoffs. That's right. And Ronald Jones got hurt today. And so not that he's an asset in the passing game, but you literally run with Keyshawn Bond and Le'Veon Bell yeah. to finish the game. By the way, yeah. dude, does Bell, I know he had two catches in this game and, and wasn't necessarily, you know, he was pretty open on both of them, but do you think he, I don't know if he could run under five seconds in the 40. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not kidding. He's right? like always was, been a hesitant type runner, right? He's always yeah. been that guy that kind of like tiptoes up mm -hmm. and then waits for the hole and sure. then accelerates. He can't accelerate anymore. So he's I mean, just nothing. <laughs> he has <laughs> no gas at all. He had the yeah. sideline wide open and it was just like, 
Couldn't Slow get motion. There. Yeah. It was hilarious yeah. to watch. But and and John, I, I think too, um, you know, and again, I'm I'm not trying to to rain on any, anyone's parade or, or be the Debbie Downer or whatever, but yeah. I mean, it, if if this defense, and we talked about it at halftime when I came on, if this defense can't get sacks and takeaways, the Buccaneers are going nowhere in yeah. the playoffs. They're just yeah. not. And, right. and and without AB, without Godwin, they're not going to have the firepower against a team like the Rams or the Cowboys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks defense has got to play like they played the last two weeks. I'm not saying hold a team yeah. to six points or nine points, but you got to get some sacks. You got to get some takeaways. Uh, the, yeah. the, this this is a pedestrian defense right. without it, you know. Right. And and, yeah. and again, the 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 you know I, I appreciate Bruce Arians' swagger and, and bravado about you know you can't uh, uh, you know nobody runs on us. I don't care who the hell you are. Yeah. Listen, man. I mean, the the running game is an attrition based attack, and if you have success with it, and you can stick with it because the score dictates that you can, and certainly the Buccaneers. We're trailing John up until the last 15 seconds of the yeah. game. And they didn't defend the run well from the first drive in this they, game. They I mean, didn't. Devin White and Kevin Minter yeah. were this probably might have been their worst game of the season, both of them. Yes. Certainly Minter's. Oh. He was atrocious in all aspects. <laughs> he got torched. It's it's a clear indication. Yeah. I mean, again, I thought and think Joe trying Chuinka, he made some plays in the run game, to be honest, especially near the end of the game. You know, the quarterback sneak was obviously one, but then there was another one right. in the running game. Yes. You know, and they were cracking him a lot and like kind of doubling up on him and then like trying to scrape get outside of those guys. Yeah. And the linebackers couldn't get over and to make plays because they were getting pinned down. So some of it was that, but Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul when it when Pierre Paul was healthy were good, very good run defenders. So that's had an impact. John. But yeah, the linebackers played as bad as they did today. You won't get John. Far. Ask me how many tackles Devin White had today. Ask me. This is the this what? is the middle how linebacker. This is the middle linebacker. How many John, tackles did Devin White who, have today? Who was a Pro Bowl alternate, right? Yeah, I think that did happen somehow. Okay. John, how many times did the Bucks run or get run on today? What was the total count? Do you remember? Uh, I can look. Um, 26 carries, 150 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. Two touchdowns for the Jets. Yeah. Devin okay. White, two tackles. Two. Two. I mean, we're going to have a conversation about Devin White at the end of the year if people are ready for it. I think it's taken all season, but people might be ready yeah. for it. But, I mean, I watch the tape every week, and I send you guys clips. He can't clips. get I off send blocks. You good thing. He yeah, cannot he get off blocks. And, he, and, if he, and if, guess what? You, This is what has to happen. It has to fire up here fast enough to beat blocks. That's to right. Spots. That's You're right. not going to get off a ton of locks as a linebacker. Yep. Play through them beat him to spots, get leverage in a, in a gap situation. Yep. And it just doesn't happen for him. He doesn't process like that. So yep. uh, the Bucks can believe he is whatever they want to believe, but yep. you've seen, you've seen the run defense without right. Levante David out there. You've exactly. seen the tape now at this point yep. enough. And, and not just that Shaq about. Barrett, let's give Shaq Barrett some credit oh, yeah. because he's Great a very run good run defender. Yep. Okay. He is. Despite and, being small. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those two guys, Levante David and Shaq Barrett, they get them back for the playoffs. Something like this is not going to happen with those two guys in the field, mm-hmm. right? Um, unless I agree with everything you said about Kevin Minter, kind of a liability in, in, in coverage, right? You get a running back on him in coverage, and and it's yeah. just it's not a not a fair fight. Um, Minter had five tackles, right? And mm-hmm. and and Devin White had two. And without Levante David, Devin White needs to kind of be Superman of this defense, and he's, he's not. No, he's not even close. He, I don't even know if that's in his wheelhouse to be honest. Outside of those. Yeah two playoff games last year uh, where we saw it happen. Hey, Scott, we got to 
talk about want some good news before we get to more of this defense. Yes, and so our friends over at Celsius because Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy, no sugar, an unbelievable variety of awesome flavors, including this peach vibe I'm holding in my hand here that I may need if I need a, a late night of work tonight. We'll see. A lot of AB news. We'll see what gets posted on social yep. media. We have a feeling we're not done yet <laughs> with this story, as we never are with them, it seems. But um, lots of great flavors for sure from Celsius. Again, no sugar, bunch of awesome taste. If you want to know what, what they sell, where they sell it near you, and what flavors are being sold, you can check out Celsius.com. Use the store locator, find where they are near you, or use those banner ads at pewterreport.com. Click on those, go to the Amazon, subscribe and save option. Get them coming to your house with regularity. Scott, you got John, the Fuji Apple pair there. Yeah, I don't know I if it was like, I don't know if it was like foreshadowing today or what, but um, I had an an AP as I call them, right? The Apple pair mm. for an, a day that turned out to be all about AB. So yeah, no, good stuff go. though. That might have been for sure. <laughs> um, so people have asked a little bit just quickly about Antonio Brown. Will another team pick him up? I don't. Scott and I both believe his career is over. Yeah. You don't. It's Brady and Arians, man. Like it's. <laughs> There ain't no other chance happening here. Like yeah. this is to one of the most stable and well-liked coaches and probably the most stable and well-liked leader of all time and Tom yeah. Brady and they couldn't do it with him. So I don't think anybody else is ever going to try again. It's it's I, over for AB. The only team I could possibly think of, right? Because if you're Antonio Brown, you're not going to go to a losing team, right? You, you're just not. You're, you're right. going to want to go to a playoff caliber team. The only team that I could think of that could possibly take a flyer in this guy would be Kansas City with Reed and and Mahomes. I mean, but they definitely is, don't care about characters. So they don't. That that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> the, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you 1,000%. I think he's done in the NFL. Yeah. For the reasons that you said, Brady right. and, and, and Arians are two of the most stand-up quality individuals in the NFL. And if, you know, if, if you're going to blow it with those two guys, I, I just – I don't. But yeah. if there is an opportunity for him to go somewhere – Maybe it's Kansas City because of Mahomes and Reed, and because they'll they'll take you know an outcast. Yeah, the other part is that he's not fully healthy, and that's no, gonna, even if there weren't all the other stuff. I don't think he gets that. But the fact that yeah. he's not fully healthy is going to complicate things too. And we literally are at the end of the regular season here, so we'll see what yes. happens. But it would be shocking to say the least, um, especially since I don't think his social media tirade is probably far from over. If I know Antonio yeah. Brown wait a few days and the bomb will go off and et cetera, et cetera. So by the way, we appreciate everybody jumping in the chat. We love it. We love the numbers on the show right now. We, everybody, if you're in the show yes. right now, there's a ton of you in here. Just hit the like button, hit the thumbs up button for us. Helps us a ton. Boosts our YouTube SEO. Let's get some yep. crazy numbers in here. Let's get it going. We appreciate the heck out of y'all. Y'all have been awesome. And make sure you're subscribed to Peter Report TV yes. YouTube channel. Even if you're like, oh, I'm just floating through, you know, hit the subscribe button. It's not going to yeah. make you watch it. It's free. If you're not gonna, yeah, it's free. it's free. It doesn't mean anything. It helps us out a ton. So if you feel the kindness in your heart, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for us. Help boost us. Y'all got us over 6,500 recently, and we greatly yes. appreciate that, obviously. Scott, let's talk about the Bucks offense a little bit here, you know, outside of the Antonio Brown stuff. This was a frustrating day for the Bucks offense. Oh, yeah. I felt like Tom Brady played really well, and obviously was the reason that the team won in the right. end of the, at this game. But I felt like everyone around him really struggled in the last drive. They did put it together, and I give him yeah. credit for that um, for sure. Gronkowski was kind of like the stabilizing force in this game for the Bucs. Right. He played great. Brady made probably several of his best throws of the year in this game. The one to Grayson to win the game, obviously, incredible throw. The one to Gronkowski down the middle of the field on the drive, I believe, that ended with the, the interception, actually. 
um, was an incredible throw. Oh, that was um, one of the, the best throws I've seen all season. <laughs> I've ever seen. Like that the was window. unbelievable. The, the window, window was, he had to, you couldn't even oh, see him. God, it was it was amazing. Um, he, had, he had a dime to Evans deep. You know, he 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 just threw some of his best balls of the game. The, the throw to Perryman as AB was going nuts in the opposite end. So or whatever he was in the field, I don't even know. The throw to yeah. Perryman, I, I think it was a third down throw on that over route, hit him right in the hands. Yes, uh, despite yeah. tight coverage, set him up for a touchdown. Yeah. The throw to Bray, putting it right on him while he boxed out the defender. Great oh, catch I'll, I'll tell you too. what, listen, I, I put I put Cam Braid on the most impressive because that was yeah. one hell of a, of a throw and catch right there. And that was that was clutch. That was fourth down. If, right. I, in my in my opinion, if they Huge don't play. get that touchdown, the yeah. game's over. Just from a yeah. time and a score standpoint, I don't think Harder. they have the time and the points to to make a comeback. So um Say what you yeah. want to, about Cambridge. I'm not just saying you, John. I'm because I'm I'm with you a thousand percent on your analysis of Cambridge. He's just yeah, 30 yeah. years old, and he was squeezing every bit of of athletic ability he had from his body when he was younger. And he's gone through a lot of injuries. All right, but this is mm-hmm. the second week in a row we've seen Cambridge score a red zone touchdown, and that's what this guy does best. If that's his role in this team, mm-hmm. is to just catch one or two passes a game, but one of them's a touchdown. There's still some value in Cam Brady because Tom Brady trusts this guy, right? Yeah. I mean, let's go back to that Green Bay game and the NFC Championship game. Right after that, that Jordan Whitehead forced fumble, Devin White scoops it up. They go down there and uh, they tackle another touchdown. They throw that pass to Cam Brady. Mm-hmm. He's he can be he can be a money player in the red zone, and, yeah. and he's still getting more playing time than than OJ Howard. So. Right. I, I agree with you. He is going to be another guy that is a key player down the stretch. There's no question in my mind he's had a bad season. There's no question yeah. in my mind today he made a great, important catch for this team. I agree with you that they needed that play, and he made that play. That was a huge play in the game. Um, yep. You know, They need him to be better, too, right. uh, than he's been this season. It's There's no – you, you can right. talk about Tyler Johnson, talk about new guy Brashad Perryman coming yep. over. I know he knows the system a little bit, but – the changes with Brady and Lafwich taking more control. He doesn't know as much. And you can talk about Cyril Grayson all right. you want, but at the end of the day, Cam Brady is the veteran. He's the guy that yes. balled out last year in the playoffs for this team. So yep. they need him to be really good in this in right. this game and for this offense. The playoffs, I think he had four catches for 80 yards against Washington in the first round. That's right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you're right. He has to step up. Tyler Johnson's a player that that when he dropped that touchdown pass, I I said in, in the group the PR group text and I'm just being fully transparent here because I'll, I'll call players out and I'll give them props. Mm. Uh, I, I said, man, I think I'm done with Tyler Johnson <laughs> after that, that play. And, that and was the, a huge drop in the it game. It was a that huge was, drop. Yeah. yeah. And that was a tough catch, yep. but you're an NFL player. Brady put you, put it right into your hands. You got to right. catch that. But then Tyler Johnson steps up three catches uh, for, I think 52 yards or 40, 41 yards, three catches, mm. 41 yards on that final drive, including a 27 yarder. Two mm-hmm. plays before the touchdown pass to get the Bucks down to the, to the Jets' forty-three yard line, and kind of redeemed himself there, right? I mean, you know, he's he's got to he's got to keep coming on, and I think consistency has really been an issue for him. You can't yeah. be hot and cold, uh, and he he was that today, but at least he ended hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it's crazy to look look back at the game book and see this, but. Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans were not targeted at all on that final drive. It was all Tyler Johnson and all Cyril Grayson with mm-hmm. all nine of Brady's targets. 
Right. And Brady got the looks that he wanted in a lot of those situations. Obviously, that was a big part of it. You know, um, Mike Evans, we've we've talked a little bit about his performance, by the way, people asking he's 54 yards away from uh, 1000 yards on the season. So it was a rough game for Mike Evans. He is not 100 percent. That should be acknowledged for sure. Um, You know, Paul and I talked about the play that ended up being an interception. Brady is throwing it up. He wants a 50 50 ball. Evans jump ball in that situation before the half, trying to get them in field goal range, or he wants uh, a situation where they get a, a penalty called there. The safe, the corner's dropping off, and so it's yeah. it's deep into deep. You know zone. what, John? I've, I've he, given some more thought about what you said, and I went back and looked at it. It had almost looked to me as if Evans couldn't gear down because of that hamstring, couldn't slam the brakes on. It could be a factor and, for sure, and, and kind of drifted a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. Just, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. I'm just trying to, to say if that's the case and he made the mistake, mm. was it a physical mistake or was it a mental mistake? It could have been both. It could have been mental or it, mm. it could have been just a, ah, man, I'm not yeah. going to be able to slam the brakes on and get this this pass that's underthrown on purpose because it's supposed to be kind of a jump ball back shoulder mm. type situation. Because um, with those hamstrings, I give Mike a lot of credit for, for going out there and playing. And as yeah. you said, it needs just 51 yards. Did have the touchdown catch. Right. He did have the touchdown catch that, you know, the interception, I felt like that, you know, that was probably, I thought three points off the board, given where they were on the field. Like I thought that might've been points off the board points to the jets too, obviously on the return, that was a big play. And then he dropped the the, the pass on a second down the deep shot. He adjusted to it well, you know, but he yeah. just, he, it was right through his hands. Was, yeah. Right. Got to make yeah. those plays. Like those are the yeah. plays, you know, and I know you're right. He's hurt and I'm not, I'm not trying to diss because I don't know what he's working through in this game per se, but I know that in this situation, the Bucs, they're just hurt or not, he has to be awesome for them to get where they're going this season, Scott. There's no, I mean, no AB and no Godwin. He's got to be awesome. He's got to be more consistent. He's got to be more versatile than he's ever been in his career, probably, in terms of being able to move around, do different things. They're going to ask a ton of him, and I don't know what he plays. He's 54 yards away. I don't know if he plays next week against the Panthers or not, but I know that he needs to be better than he was in yeah. this game. And I think it wasn't just him, but they need I, other guys to step up right now. They I want to see the Bucks come out and just target Mike in the first quarter and just get him the 50-some yards and just have him sit. That's the yeah. best best case scenario is to get him two catches, 60 yards, one of which is a touchdown, and just have him sit the rest of the game and get ready for the, the first round of the playoffs. So we yeah. appreciate the super chat from here from Trustin. $12.04 because of our record. The Bucks won the Super Bowl this year. This is more impressive than 2020. I know last year was Tom's first year, but with us, we were healthy. Uh, this would be nuts with the injuries. That's that's true. This would be a, certainly a more difficult run for the Buccaneers, even though you could sit there and say, well, they 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 ran the gambit with those, those road playoff games, and, and I give them credit for that. But, yes. The common denominator in the Bucks' two lone Super Bowl appearances and John two Super Bowl championships mm-hmm. is you look at the players who went into reserve. The Bucks had one starter on IR in yeah. 2002. That was nose tackle Booger McFarland. That's it. Mm-hmm. It was a healthy football team last year. Uh, I mean, you could say OJ Howard, but it was really Rob Gronkowski was the starter. Their only starter on IR last year, John, in the Super Bowl was Alex Kappa, the right guard. Yeah. Everybody right. else, including Vita Vea, was back. So this was a, a very healthy Buccaneer team. This mm-hmm. year, we, it's been well documented, all the injuries. Right. It has been. I'm watching the end of this Cardinals-Cowboys game out of the corner of my eye because obviously big 
ramifications for the box if the cowboys lose yep. the cardinals go to the three seed uh or sorry the box go to the three seed um so there are some ramifications here and i, yep. I think the cardinals just got a first down that should allow them to ice it maybe i don't believe the cowboys yeah, they're, had... they're at the two-minute warning and yes uh, kyler murray ran nine yards to the down, dallas okay. 20. so they have so, first down the cowboys yeah. are out of timeouts we're at the two-minute warning the cardinals are in field goal range right now being at the Dallas right. 20. Right. And, and they able. should be able to kneel it down here. I would think the two minute warning Dallas, I believe is no timeout. So we'll see what ends up happening in that yep. game. We'll keep you updated. People have asked about the Saints game. Is Saints. The oh, is that final? No, no. I'm just saying 25, oh, 25 22 is, right is now. the score. Okay. Cardinals. Yeah. Lead. Saints won 18 to 10. They're eight and eight. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I have not had a second to look at scenarios today. I, haven't I think the Saints are still alive. Yeah. The 49ers also won those, so it makes their path narrow, I believe. Yes. If if it exists at all. It does exist, you're saying? They, they, they are still alive? With the Vikings 49ers or the Saints? The Saints. Uh, I know I, the 49ers I, are. I, I believe they the are. Eagles did win today, so the Eagles stay in the driver's seat for – yeah, the Saints yeah, are alive. Yeah, okay, the, thank the, you, people the, in the chat. I appreciate yeah, the that. The Saints like, are alive. The Eagles are still alive. Right it's now. all going to a lot of these eliminations are going to come down to next week, right? right? So the Bucks would move to the third seed right now. They play. They would play the 49ers, I believe, if the playoffs started today. 49ers won with Trey Lance today over the Texans, twenty-three to seven. We're not going to get yeah. into those scenarios till later in the week uh, if we get to them at all in the show. But right. um, that's a, the the ripple effect today. They almost got help from the Ravens. Um, the Rams will play the 49ers next week, and the Rams already right. lost the 49ers once. If the Rams lose that game and the Bucs beat the Panthers, the Bucs will be the number two seed. Yes. I kind of think that that's a big – I think them getting to the two seed would be very helpful given all their injuries. I agree. Means they would probably play, face Philly in the first round of the playoffs. And Yes. Again, they play like they did today. They could lose to anybody, including yeah. Philly for sure. But yeah. I'm, this I'm just, game – I'm just telling you, this is as great as the Buccaneer offense is, even with Tom Brady. And let's say Mike Evans gets healthier – and you, let's say, you know, Gronk is Gronk and you've got other guys stepping up. And let's say Leonard Fournette comes back. If the Bucks defense doesn't get sacks and takeaways and it has, it makes impact plays, this, this Bucks team is just not going anywhere. They're just yeah, not. You're right. And, because the defense is totally reliant on that. Yeah. We haven't even talked about that much, Scott. Let's transition and talk about the Bucks defense. We got to, you know, I don't care what the Bucs, in terms of how many points they gave up in this game, this was, an incredibly embarrassing defensive performance. Let it me was. just break it down. I know the Bucs didn't have Dean and Murphy Bunting out there for some of the game, and then Murphy Bunting got injured. And look, man, the Bucs in this game, Scott, they, they they were facing a Jets offense, which at full strength is one of the worst in the league. Yeah. But they were facing a Jets offense that did not have their top three wide receivers entering the game, did not right. have their top three tight ends entering the game, did not have their best two offensive linemen entering the game. Did not have their number two running back and lost their number one running back yeah. during the game, early in the game. Right, like the Michael Carter got hurt, and that's that's actually right. good news for the Bucks because so he was tearing them up. We are talking about a third and fourth string running back, backups all along the offensive line. They lost left tackle George Fant in this game, so they were down three yep. starters on the O line, and we're talking about a team with that was scraping the bottom of the barrel with tight end at wide receiver. And they went up and down the field on the box. It wasn't yeah. even the 24 points. That the quarterback sneak at the end of the game was one of the worst calls you and I have ever uh, seen in our life. I have no – they're two and a half yards from a first down. Yeah. They quarterback sneak it with the box in a goal line defense. Yeah. It made absolutely no sense at all. And that's honestly – it lost the Jets the game because I think if they run 
almost anything else, they probably pick that up. Uh, just, yeah. you know, percentages are in their favor at the very least. Yep. So I thought it was one of the worst defensive performances I've seen, given what the other team had to offer. You know, there Correct. were, I don't know at full strength how many legitimate starters the, the, the Jets have, but this wasn't even close to that. And I know the Bucs had some yeah. injuries too, but we're still talking about defense. It just worked the Panthers and worked oh, the yeah. Saints. Like, they should be fine. Like they yeah. should be able to win this game convincingly, and they were very, very bad at this game. It gave up 374 total yards, 6 of 11 on third downs. So they were bad on third downs. Uh, and did Zach Wilson have to make a tough throw all day, Scott? Was there any throw really. he made that you were like, wow, this kid's talented? Like, Yeah, I'm, I mean, there wasn't any wow throws. I mean, I would say yeah. probably his, his, his best throw of the game might have been to Tom Brady on the bench. I mean, that was like <laughs> – yeah, you know, that that was that was pretty amazing. It's like I'm gonna chuck this ball out of out of bounds. I'm gonna throw it to my idol, right? Tom, Tom, you open, but you're sitting on the bench. I didn't even see this coming to you. You didn't see that? I didn't even see this. though. I'm doing the live show, and yeah. so I'm you know trying. So to what happened was that this was this was right at I think it was the Jets' uh, last drive, and he was being flushed towards the sidelines and chucked the ball out of bounds. Hmm. And Ryan Griffin is standing right in front of Tom Brady. And kind of like tries to catch it and tips it. And Brady's sitting on the bench and Brady like catches the ball one-handed. Then he gets up and and points to, to a Jets fan, maybe a Bucks fan in the crowd and throws the ball in the Imagine. crowd. So, I'd be like. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, you know, it being New York, I'm sure a fight ensued over that football. So <laughs> God help the fan who actually tried to catch it. Maybe did catch it. But yeah, but uh, yeah, that was, that was probably one of the only few times that, that uh, that he was pressured in that game, but I tell you, you know, th- I mean, the the Buccaneers defense was so bad they made a star out of Braxton Berrios today. Oh you know? yeah, I mean that. Was, I mean, I don't know how production was for any of this guy. What did Berrios finish at? Eight have- catches, sixty five yards, and a touchdown. He also had two carries for twelve yards in the, the touchdown, and uh, you know, it was, it was pretty good in the return game as well. But. Yeah. Man. But uh, you know the Jets were just really efficient, and they and the Bucks just could not stop the run. I mean, they they averaged. Uh, let's see, the the Jets had 150 yards on the ground, even. Yeah. They averaged 5.8 yards per carry, and the Bucks gave up two splash play runs, so 55 yards to Michael Carter, and then a 22 yarder to Johnson. And and the thing is, John is just it was poor tackling, it was poor run fits, mm-hmm. uh, it was the backers not being able to get off blocks. Right. Um, I, I think when you go back and look at this game, and, and listen, I'm oh, not, pointing, I, yeah. not pointing the finger exclusively at Minter and White, but I, I think they're going to be some of the bigger culprits on on the, the missed tackles and, and the poor run fits. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, somebody, Mike Garofalo, saying now it appears as if Antonio Brown just released a rap song titled Pit Not the Palace. He just linked to it on his IG. <laughs> I don't even want to know. In fact, wow. I'm imploring everyone in this chat not to listen to this garbage. Like, I'm yeah. just imploring you not to even go there. Don't encourage no it. Um, but that saga, like I said, probably far from over. I'm sure there will be a lot of uh, more comments coming out of that one. But this defense needs Levante David. They probably need Shaq Bear. That's not a newsflash or whatever. You know, this was a weird game in terms of pressure. Jets did max protect a good bit. I still felt like they got some pressure through. Wilson, one of his biggest knocks was holding onto the ball and taking bad sacks in college. Yeah. He actually got rid of the ball a ton he in did. this game, like kept him in manageable spots and hit yeah. checkdowns on time. He looks like he's processing the game well. If there's any Jets fans in here looking for some solace from this one, like yeah, I think Wilson looks like he's processing pretty well and he was pretty accurate today. He didn't like miss yeah. a lot of players. I thought he played pretty well given what he has to work with. He managed the game 
really well. And the the Bucks yep. couldn't get any. I mean, Carlton Davis had the drop pick that yep. ended up being a field goal for the Jets. That was a big one. You know, they almost Anthony Nelson almost got one first real snap of the game after the yep. penalty. Nelson and you know what? coverage. And you know, if, you, if you look at Anthony Nelson, they had three tackles. I probably should have put him on the most impressive because I I did like what I saw from him specifically. Wasn't perfect game from from uh, Nelson, but this guy's really coming on. He had another sack, the only sack for the Bucks today. Two tackles for loss, had a quarterback hit, broke up a pass, and had the fumble recovery. Not that the Jets were going to score on that play, but he's the one that recovered Barrios's fumble when he tried yeah. to do the lateral. So just a really good day for mm-hmm. Anthony Nelson. And, uh, you know, again, Joe Tryon, Shoinka. I uh, thought both those guys were solid. Like, which, Yeah, they were. They were. At least in his pass rushers, I yeah. thought they were okay. You know, there was a lot. They were getting – you know, they're double. T- I mean, the Bucks were rushing a lot. McClendon and Nacho inside. You're just not going to get much right. when you rush those guys inside. They were truly trying to contain the pocket. They didn't want Wilson to run like he had the week before. Right. They just thought that they could cover better than they did, and they just didn't cover well. I mean, Pierre Desir right. did not have a good game against his former team. No, he did not. Um, I thought honestly the safeties played okay from what I could see, but you can only see so much watching yeah. live. And you know, I think he gave up a catch or two. Your Davis, the linebackers gave up catches again. There was nothing. Not, wasn't a lot of huge plays down the field. Right. It, was it was just a lot of holes in the zone, and it was yeah, just, it was, just making plays, getting first downs, moving the ball down the field. And and the thing is, is you know, it was a very balanced attack. I mean, the Jets the, had yeah, 26, the biggest thing was the runs. Yeah, they had twenty six runs, two of which were were from Wilson. So call it twenty four called run plays, right? And they threw the ball. 35 times, 33 pass attempts, and then of course the two scrambles by Wilson that that um, uh, that ended up in, in zero yards. But but uh, or actually, I guess add one more for the sack. So 36 called runs and 24 called rushes. In today's NFL, that's about as balanced an attack as you're going to get outside mm-hmm. of the Colts. Yeah. So right. credit to the Jets. They they took it to the Buccaneer defense, and and uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Bruce Arians' assessment is after watching the film. That this will be a if you think today's Peter Report podcast is is a, a, a must watch, be sure to come back tomorrow for a Victory Monday at four o'clock because we're going to have reaction from Bruce Arians and you're going to get John and I's reaction to what Bruce said. So yep. plus there'll be injury updates and things like that. So make sure that you that you join us here tomorrow at 4 p.m. And as John said earlier, make sure you're subscribing to us on Peter Report TV, hitting that like button. That's so key because it helps our algorithm and it gets more Buccaneer fans aware of our Peter Report podcast. And you guys can play a big role in that. So thank you. Absolutely. And when we talk about this defense, we should mention, obviously, we we did with no JPP, no Shaq, no Levante, Dean and SMB. We're one of the craziest stories of the year. They, they had COVID this week and they, they test out yeah. of the protocol. So they're good to play, but they have to fly separately. So they get to the airport to fly. So Dean told the whole story better than I will. Oh, he, he took like two minutes to tell it, yeah. to, which was perfect. But they got to the airport, the, the uh, pilot had COVID. And so they had to get another pilot. And then they took a really roundabout path that may or may not have gotten them somewhere in Canada, according to Arians. I think maybe yeah. they just missed Canada, but they were still. Right super north and then came back down to new to new jersey to the game and then dean described the the wildest uh driving experience of his life in this cab with a police escort and the taxi driver whatever was like listen guys just buckle up because i got to keep up with the police and that's not going to be easy so i'm going to be cruising and uh he just said it was an insane ride they threw their seatbelts on and they're just (laughs) hanging on for dear life get to the stadium defense is getting shredded 
it would have been kind of great. Neither of them really made a play, but right. <laughs> this game, but it would have been, well, would have been and, funny. And, and the thing too is right is, is it's, you know, 50 degrees out there. And so it's not like you can just put the pads on and go out there. It's like that, that's a great way to play hamstring or quad or something. So right. you, you got to sit there and do some warmups on the sidelines. So it wasn't a situation where they could just all of a sudden get dressed and, and hit the field. I mean, you can do that in Pop Warner, right? We had some kids right. come late to the game and you know, you're putting the helmet on. Okay, get out there and do it, you know, because you're young. You don't pull muscles and stuff, but you're right. professional athletes running 22 miles per hour out there. Yeah, you, you got you to gotta set a couple series and make sure that you're ready to go. Right. No question about it. And uh, so now the Bucks look ahead here. Well, let's get to the super chat before we look ahead and we'll, yeah. we'll get uh, the Manscaped game balls as well. But um, Mopar Buck says uh, for a $10 super chat, we appreciate this. Uh, AB getting mad due to a benching that would have paid him his bonus is the craziest thing I thought I'd see from him. Usually he's off the field trouble. LOL on the field. He's usually balling. Yeah. This whole incentives thing was funny because people immediately were like, I bet he's mad because he wasn't getting his incentives or whatever. It's kind but of the then, opposite. Yeah, right? it was, and people forget real quick that the Bucks basically like kept Tom Brady in the game and manufactured touches in the last week of the season to get AB his incentives last year. Like that's how AB is our BA is always trying to get people incentives. So right. that def I'm I bet anything that has nothing to do with anything to do with this. Like he knew his situation going in. I'm sure he wanted him to have he had three catches. Like he wanted him to yeah. get catches in this game. Like. There's no question about that, you know. So that doesn't make any sense. And Glazer's report makes a lot more sense. Yeah, he was trying to get him to play, and AB. I don't know if it's his ankle or. I mean, the whole thing has been bizarre, right? Like AB's right. hurt. He's not that hurt. He's way hurt, more hurt. Now he wants to play. He's warming up before the game, and he's going crazy yeah. and, you know, cheering for the fans. And he's like 100 all energy and early in the game, he's all you know. You just again, this is life with. I mean, it covered the Steelers for years. This is yeah. what it is. Like this is life with. You know the, the the version of AB that we've seen the last several years in the league, and now the Bucks will have just to to life without him because he's no yep. longer a Buck, and so they'll move forward uh, as an offense without him. And they have the Panthers next, Scott. Uh, we'll get the the game balls here in a second, but they'll have the Panthers next, and uh, Panthers playing well defensively today. I know it's the the Saints, but the Bucks really they win that game. Yeah. And the Rams lose to the 49ers, and the Bucks will be the two seed, probably playing the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Yeah, and uh, it would be interesting because, obviously, the, the Panthers had bad taste in their mouth after that beatdown. And, uh, and then we'll, they won't have an A-B to contend with, right? I mean, so that's that's one you know less chess piece off the, the, the board for the Buccaneers and for the Panthers to have to contend with. And and uh, we'll see if, if Cyril Grayson can continue to star for this team as the unheralded guy is no longer a one year or one game wonder. I mean, holy smokes. Uh, it's yeah. uh, it's two games in a row now, right? I mean, and it's three on the season. He's really only played in three games. Yeah. So I'm going to pencil him in for 81 yards again next week. <laughs> I think he's just going to try to send a message to AB to saying, listen, I got your job now. You know, yeah, I'm going to catch um, touchdowns in this team. Brady, trust me and let's do this thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he honestly, Scott, he stepped up and made – I know people point to the last one, and that one obviously was the biggest one and the best one, but yeah. he made plays throughout this game that were good quality plays just underneath he, stuff. That, the like, third and 20, how about that? Third, oh, and, third 20. and 20. Great route, he, broke down, yes. snapped the route off, knew where the sticks were. Yeah, um, got the first yeah, down. He, yeah, no question. But here's the thing. When you basically – when you have this small sample size with him, you know, you basically look at the situation and you say, what can he do be moving forward? And that's right. where we don't really know. Can this be a consistent thing for him? We don't have any idea yet at this point. We're just yeah. enjoying it week to week. I have no like intent of saying, okay, the Bucks are fine because Cyril Grayson, like that's crazy. Right. 
but they what we do know is Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski are those dudes, and they've got to be those dudes the rest of the way. And Evans is going to get doubled a lot unless they start using him and they change right. his, what he does. And if they change what he does, it's going to be interesting to see if he's as effective, Scott, because he has been when he's been at his best in his career, yeah. he has been in a certain role and he's been even better in a lot of ways when his defenses shifted their focus to try and take him away, which defenses will do now. Right. The box must change his role basically, or mm-hmm. he will be taken away and other guys will have to make plays. It's going to be fascinating to see how they coach this. It's, it's going to be fascinating to, for me to see, and I think for all of us to see how Byron Leftwich adjusts with formations, with play calling, without AB and without Chris Godwin going forward. And like, like you said, John, what, what changes are the Bucks going to make to their passing game schematically mm-hmm. to still have it operate at a high level? And John, I want to pick your brain about one thing here without Ronald Jones, who you know didn't do a whole bunch today, yeah. hurt the ankle and was out, but had 10 carries for 26 yards. Keyshawn Bond came in, eight carries for 31 yards, caught a pass, right? He actually had two catches for 14 yards. Yeah. Uh, so a marked improvement there for Keyshawn Bond. Um, but the first catch was so funny to me, Scott. He caught it and like clutched it to his yes. chest. It was just like, <laughs> I'm not even trying to shift this ball to like the crook of my elbow. I'm exactly. Squeezing it against my chest with both hands. <laughs> right. So now with Keyshawn Vaughn and and Le'Veon Bell, and we talked about how how uh, uh you know, I guess for the, the, the lack of a better term, lack of acceleration. Uh, Le'Veon oh Bell has at this stage. Hey, but he got he, he made two two catches that the team needed, two big catches, uh, yes. third downs, yeah. I think, both of them. Yeah, and I I think that's going to be his role, right? He had three catches, all three targets were caught for thirty yards, including a fifteen yarder. So, is this enough of of a ground game for the Buccaneers for the next week and maybe two, John? The reason I say that is because you know you've got. There's no guarantee that, that Leonard Fournette comes back for the first round of the playoffs, right? And there's no guarantee that that uh, Giovanni Bernardo will be back by that time either, right? So with Bell, with yeah. Vaughn, if if Ronald Jones can't play for the next week or two, yeah, they have to make a move to get another running back. Yeah, or, that's that's a whole. I mean, because you have Barner and then Darwin Thompson. Maybe he has to come up if Joe's can't play. Yeah. We'll just have to see what's going on with Jones and what's going on with Sean Murphy Bunting too. Those were the two injuries we know of from this game. We also obviously are going to keep checking on Evans' health. Winfield yeah. played this game and made some good plays. So we'll see. This the break says what wide receiver does Green Bay have besides Adams? We got Mike. So what? Look, man. Like I'm not going to go into it whole length on the show, but if you watch Devontae Adams all 22 and you watch Mike Evans all 22. You're going to see two guys that do totally different stuff. And right. frankly, Devontae Adams is just a better, more complete player than Mike Adams. People are going to yeah. be pissed at that if they want. I, 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 Mike Evans is a beast, but he's not the Devontae Adams. Like Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Mike's never been the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's a, he's a good player. There's no question he's yeah. a really good player. It's just Devontae Adams, watch watch him, and then tell me what difference. I mean, I can list the difference. I can go into detail, but – that's that's the part of the thing with Green Bay. And also, yeah. Green Bay schemes people open at one of the highest rates in the league. The Bucs offense isn't designed that way, so it makes them do some things better because they, yeah. they can beat single coverage a lot. And it makes other things that, that they do tougher. And right now, given their current personnel, it's going to make things tougher. There's just no question about it, Scott. They, this Look, anywhere Bruce Arians has been, yeah. he's four deep a wide receiver in Arizona. He was 100 deep in Pittsburgh. You know, he, I, He's one year in the Colts. I don't know. I, I forget who they had, but – 
like that's what he's been like that's the right. kind of oc he's been that's what he's looked for they've looked for in tampa bay they've tried to add depth to receiver whenever they get a chance even with scotty miller balling out they went out and got antonio brown like they've always tried to draft out of johnson like they've always tried to do that right and you know the other thing about this scott is that the ab is changing the free agent landscape here because obviously he's totally out of the picture now so right that might change the outlook for a guy like jordan whitehead i'm not talking to change the it outlook does. for everybody but yeah. You have money that you probably, you know, I don't know if they wanted to re-sign AB, but let's just say like, or you go out and get another number. Th- this team was going to need another wide receiver if they re-sign, even if they re-sign Chris Godwin, they're going to need another wide receiver, especially yeah. with Godwin. You're not sure what how available he'll be. So correct, wide receiver all of a sudden, I should say, just becomes a yeah. really big need for the Bucks unless something and, changes over the five. The thing too, to your point, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, Devontae Adams is, you know, if he's not the best, he's number two. And I'm, we can debate who number one is, but it, it's not Mike Evans. Um, but the thing is, is, the Packers, you know, they, they do have the lead dog with with uh, Devontae Adams. They also yeah. throw the ball to their running backs a lot. You look at Aaron Jones, 47 catches this year. A.J. Dillon, who's a power back, has 31 catches. Yeah. Um, they spread the ball around. Mercedes Lewis, 23. Robert Tunyon, before he got hurt, 18 catches. But the, the other receivers are more complimentary, but they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. I they're mean, good, and they yeah. use them right, and they know how to scheme yeah. people open. And Alan Lazard, Randall yep. Cobb, Marquez Valdez, yep. Valdez Scanling. I mean, there's, there's, yep. some and they'll max good protect, Lewis, you know, they'll max protect and give, give Rogers time. They do a lot of, they just do a lot of really good things. They're tough. You know, they're going to be tough. I think they play tonight against Minnesota and the Vikings backup quarterback. And so they're going to lock in that one seat, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they'll be tough. And the Cowboys losing today. Arizona is tough. Um, you know, I don't care. I told, I talked about this in the podcast this past week. People are going to look at Arizona. You're losing what three games in a row, I think it was. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, they're, they're doing the same thing at the end of the year they've always done. I'm not saying they'll beat anybody in the playoffs. I'm just saying if you watch their losses, they got incredibly unlucky a few times. And I'm no Arizona right. liker. I mean, I'm, I'm all about seeing, you know, th- that I didn't think they'd be nearly as good. They, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. That was my biggest L probably of any of my predictions before the yeah. year. And so to see them bounce back today and beat the Cowboys, not surprising to me because they've honestly right. been right there. Even in this game, they yeah. dropped a pick six on the first drive defensively, and they Kyler Murray missed a touchdown on the first drive offensively, and they still find a way to win the game. Yeah. They're they're that good if they can let the missed opportunity, they can get the missed opportunities under control. So NFC just gonna be really tough. While nobody has any clue what's going on in the AFC, the NFC is gonna be really tough. Yeah. Speaking of really tough, it's really easy to subscribe to our Peter Report TV channel. All you have to do is go to YouTube, hit Peter Report TV, and hit that subscribe button. And then hit like when you watch our videos, whether it's live or whether it's the podcast version that you're watching later, maybe on your commute to work on Monday mornings or the drive home uh, tomorrow uh, from your yep. day at work because we're going to be on at 4 o'clock. And if you're joining us for the first time, we do podcasts every Sunday before the game. We call the Pewter pregame. Then we've got Pewter game day where John and either Paul Atwell, today was Matt mm-hmm. Matera, taking you all the way through the game with, with analysis and insight you're not going to get anywhere else. Then we've yep. got, as you're watching right now, the Pewter Report postgame. Uh, podcast and then we do podcasts on peter report tv mondays at four o'clock wednesdays which is our game preview podcast at four o'clock and then also thursdays at four o'clock so make sure you you hit subscribe and and follow yeah and we appreciate this uh comment kingdom citizenship this is a really cool podcast first time viewer these guys are great at what they do i love that about the post game shows they bring in lots of new people i think a lot of people are just kind of milling around looking for post game content on youtube and Hopefully we're able to provide some good insight on some of these things, the box in the NFC that. just Thank in general. You. So we appreciate that kingdom and appreciate those who, who uh, nodded kind of agreement in, in the comments uh, below. We do appreciate that. We appreciate everybody jumping in. This is great stuff. We're going to get to our mm-hmm. game balls here in a second uh, for this game, but 
this was uh, this was a game the Bucks had to have, Scott. There was no question to stay alive for that two seed. Um, and honestly, the more you watch the Cardinals and the Rams, whoever comes out in that division or however that shakes out, yeah. but the five seed in the NFC looks like a clear team that's tougher than the six or seven seeds. And so yeah. I, I've, you have to play everybody, so whatever. Yeah. But you, avoiding the four seed is nice, and right now the Bucs uh, sit in the three seed. So yep. let's get to our Manscaped game balls here. Let's do it. John, we're going to be talking about – which players stepped up, and uh, do we have to pick on the defensive side? <laughs> I guess we pick, can. Yeah, we We've have got to pick right? a defensive player. Let me think. Let me okay. pray about this defensive player situation here. Oh, well, well, John, you know, let, let me just say this. While you're praying, I'm going to go ahead and do the, the Manscaped read because we have a new That's one, right. John. It's, you it's tell the people, all year. these people on the show, Scott, let's tell them. It's a new right. Manscaped read. It's a new year. It can be a new you. With Manscaped, ladies and gentlemen, we got some great products to show you. Just listen up here for a minute as Scott goes through this, and then we'll get to our game balls for this one. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions that you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make sure your balls drop into 2022. The cleanest and sexiest they've ever been. Set your first Manscaped New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide, including myself, John, and the PR staff who trust Manscaped with your exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code pewter20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Okay. So this is, this is the 4.0 performance package. One more 4.0 right here. This, This electric trimmer is designed to trim your hair on loose skin. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4,000 LED spotlight that when you're older like me, you need as much light as possible on everything. That will shine a light to the promised land and show you what 2022 is supposed to look like. Grooming routine is not complete without these guys right here. This is the Crop Reviver and the Crop Preserver. Before showing off your 2022 self, these unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and give you a big boost to your confidence heading into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in the anti-chafing boxer briefs, which, John, correct me if I'm wrong, they're the most comfortable boxer briefs that that you have. They're unbelievable. And the crop preserver and crop ball deodorant are complete game changers. And the shed. This is a quality travel bag. You could keep all of your Manscaped uh, paraphernalia in, including this guy right here. This is... This is the weed whacker, and this is uh, fantastic for older guys like myself. I'm 49, going to be turning 50 this year. You get those nose hairs that get out of control. You stick this bad boy up there, no yeah. tugging. Um, They're it, great. It, it, it does the job, gets yeah. it done, and no snagging. So to get all of these gifts uh, for yourself, and we'll even throw in a, a pewterreport.com t-shirt, right? We oh. got these in white. Love them. We got them in black. We've got them in pewter. Yep. So we're going to give you all of this stuff sent to you. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, use promo code pewter20 to save 20% off, get the free shipping. Then once you get that confirmation email, and whether you're buying uh, the performance package 4.0 or whether you're buying some of these items a la carte, maybe you just want the, the weed whacker, the ear, ear hair uh, nose trimmer, that's fine. Once you make your purchase, forward me your 
email receipt. It doesn't have your financial information. Don't want it. Don't need it. But it does have your address, which I do need to send you the free Peter Report shirt. Send it to me at sr at pewterreport.com, sr at pewterreport.com. And, uh, and let me know which, which color you want, whether it's black, whether it's white, whether it's gray, and then the size. And I'll send that off to you. So make sure that you make 2022 a manscaped year, John. Hey, listen, I'm all for it. And I appreciate everybody's comments in here. Shaggy says, John, you didn't see the new script, did you? 100% did not, Shaggy. I appreciate you noticing that. So great stuff. Uh, no question about it. We joke and we laugh, but honestly, Manscaped is unbelievable. It's it is a game changer. Truly one of the best products. And a ball changer. Invested. It is. It's, it's amazing. All right, let's get to our game balls for this one. By the way, as you're pulling that up and as you're thinking of your game balls here, Scott, uh, just want to point out that yeah, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup uh, suffered a torn ACL Ooh. and is out for the year in this one. They they are deep at receiver, and Cedric yeah. Wilson has been arguably as, as good this year. So um, they'll, they'll overcome it, but sucks for Gallup, who's going to be a free agent uh, similar to Godwin. That's a tough spot yeah. um, for, for him to be in. Um, and then, you know, right now, we'll see what happens, but the Saints are in a situation where they could get the seven seed. I have to check the scenarios, but that could be if the Bucks end up with a two seed, they it's still not out of the question for them to be playing the Saints potentially yep. in the first round of the playoffs, which again, as well, I've said, I welcome it. But as the Buccaneers proved last year, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row, John. It's <laughs> so, hard to beat a three, team three times. And yeah, yeah maybe, we'll maybe I mean, maybe for without your wide outs, I might change my answer though. I might actually rather face the 49ers without considering the Bucks are without two of their best offensive players now. Yeah. Um, because I, that, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. That because the 49ers are just so much worse in the secondary and the saints just match up really well. If you don't have wideouts, yep, if they I had agree. a B and he wasn't, you know, being a clown, then okay. It'd be a different story. Right. But given the situation, I think I might rather face the 49 I might change my yep. answer. Although neither are easy. So just, yep, that's true. Let's hope the Eagles win. Okay. <laughs> we'll so, all right. So what, game balls. Here's my game balls. Uh, first of all, um, I, I, I broadcast this on Twitter. I take back every negative thing I've ever said about Cyril Grayson. This guy, I am not saying that he is as good as Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. But you're or, not not saying Mike it. Evans. But I'm not not saying it either, right? I mean, holy smokes! All this guy does is get 81 yards a game. That's a pretty good average, and uh, and he's got two touchdowns on the year. Came in with five catches, so he's got what six now? He's got 11 catches and two touchdowns on the season. That's pretty impactful, John, in terms of of the number of of, of uh, touchdowns to catch ratio. So uh, I like what I've seen out of Cyril Grayson. He's a great story. Um, you know, I, I kid this guy unmerciful for the for the uh, uh, the doink off the face mask last year when he yeah. had a potential touchdown against the the Buccaneers for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady threw him a pass, hit him right in the face mask, and you know what? To his credit, John, you know what he did? He actually owned that and he put it up on his, his Twitter feed. And it kind of took a shot. For some reason, the Peter Report was not was not uh, uh, brought up as as a you know kind of like I I told you. I so. don't think it was ever tweeted, right? You said stuff on the pod, but you didn't tweet it. Maybe I think I, I tweeted. Maybe it I'm too. wrong. Maybe yeah. you might have. He didn't find it. Didn't find it. Yeah, but I'm owning up to it now. And listen, I, exactly. I said this guy's an absolute baller, and he was. That was a great performance today by him. Two weeks in a row now, he's had a really good game. So I think the arrow's pointing out for this guy. Really happy to see him step up because without AB, without Godwin, they, they're going to need some more guys to step up and hopefully it's Cyril Grayson on a regular basis from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely hope that um, you one of those guys or all of them at different times perhaps are going to have to step up and just 
yep. be difference makers for this team uh, yep. down the stretch. And, and we'll and see a lot of this is going to be matchups too, right, yeah, Scott? Like it is. Who yeah. has top secondaries and who they play is going to matter. Right. And I think on the defensive side, I'm going to give it to Anthony Nelson again for what I said. You know, fumble recovery today, not that the, the game was in doubt on that last drive, but he was the Johnny on the spot and did that. He had a sack, applied, applied really good pressure today, had two tackles for loss, three tackles in the game. Um, for a defense that didn't really do much of anything of note except look bad, um, I, I really appreciate Anthony Nelson for the player he's kind of becoming. He's never going to be a star, right? but you know what? If, if he ends up being a guy that you re-sign and he's kind of like your constant three or at least a very good four in your depth chart at outside mm -hmm. linebacker and gives you quality snaps, quality rushes. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I like where he's at right now. Yeah. His development and Cam Gill's development has made it so you can be, I know you wrote about this in, in the fab this past week where you need to draft another edge rusher. And I don't disagree with you. I'm all about loading up on edge rushers. I just want to see what's there, but I don't think you're beholden to do anything in any one particular position. If you've got Shaq JTS back next year, and then you've got Anthony Nelson, Cam Gale behind those guys, and you're going to add somebody else. You're going to have five probably. And it's not going to be Elijah Ponder. I think yeah. it's going to be you know, somebody else, whether it's right. JPP healthy for cheap for one year, just to finish his career or whatever they want to do. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that is going to be a good enough group. In my opinion, with the development, I expect JTS to have uh, for this one. So, my game balls quickly, Scott, in this one, 100% uh, Antoine Winfield defensively. I thought he made some really good yep. plays in this game. I think he led the team in tackles, which you don't want your safety leading the team in tackles. That's right. But the fact that he did uh, is a good indication. He made some really big stops in this game, too. He broke up a pass down the field in the first half of this game. That was a great play. Almost had a pick, actually. He was out of bounds a little bit there. But um, yeah. you know, he kept the lid on things. They didn't allow splash plays necessarily down the field. Any No big gainers, no 40-plus yarders or anything like that. So he kept the lid on things as, as well as he could. Um, though the group in front of him really struggled, um, no question about it. I don't know if I would say it's his best game ever, but I would say he's the guy defensively that I felt like played well, especially coming off of, of right. injury and being out a couple of games like he had. And then offensively to me, it's, yeah, it's Tom Brady. I mean, there's, this was, this game in some ways, Scott will be, it's, it's funny because Brady will obviously he's played bigger games for the, I mean, he played great in this game, but he played more important games for the Bucks, I should say. Um, and, you know, he was just unflappable in this game. It may be the one I yeah. remember him for the most in terms of what he's meant to Tampa Bay because as everything is crumbling around him, right, as Tyler Johnson's yeah. dropping third downs, Mike Evans and is messing up around and, and points up the board. The defense is yeah. struggling against a team of backups. Ali Marpet and Ryan Jensen, we still have not seen the plays. I'm not going to act like they you know, called them out because I haven't seen the plays. I don't know if those right. were good calls or not, but they get personal foul penalties mm -hmm. called against them, kill drives. You know, they get backed up into a third and 20 after Marpet's. They're down AB who's throwing a fit and throwing his clothes off and leaving the field. He's yep. literally yelling in one end zone while Brady's dropping dimes to Rashad <laughs> Perryman, who the Lions and Bears didn't want and the Jets didn't yeah. want. And Le'Veon Bell's out here as Ronald Jones goes down and he's making, you know, he's getting the ball to Bell and Vaughn. He's trusting you. He's throwing the ball to Vaughn. And yeah, guys struggled and guys stepped up. And you know what? I said it on the live show. I thought if there's an everybody wants to talk, oh, Brady this, Brady that. And I think Brady, it's the biggest thing as he gets older is the frustration with incompetence around him. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest reason why at the end of the Saints game, he throws the pick that he did that and Scotty Miller falling off his route. Um, but I think those are the big reasons why at the end of the game, you see frustration from him come out at times and he maybe forces a thing or two. In this yeah. game, I said, look, everybody around him has been totally incompetent other than Gronk for most That's of right. the game and then Grayson at the end of the game. Uh, this whole game, he's got to find a way to kind of keep things together for this team. 
and finish mm-hmm. this game and get him a win they should get. And you know what? This time he did it. He, he kept it together yep. to lead a team 93 yards without any timeouts is crazy at the end of a game for a touchdown John. 15 seconds on the clock. It was seven a, of nine yeah. for 93 yards and a touchdown in under yeah. two minutes with no timeouts. Right. And, and one of those it. was a drop. And yeah, it was yeah. Just a great and he ended up 34 of 50 for 410 yeah. yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But again, and he hit, yeah. And he hit 40 touchdowns too. Again. Yeah. So two seven, straight years, 16 games, 40 touchdowns. That's right. Seven of nine for 93 yards. And all of those targets were either to Tyler Johnson or to Cyril Grayson. Yeah. And I think so right now, by the way, Good point by you on that one. That final drive, just not even using Evans and Gronkowski because, yeah. yeah, crazy. Um, I think, by the way, Tom Brady, 4,990 yards now this season. So he is 200 or sorry, 119 yards away from the franchise record set by Winston in 2019. Obviously, he'll have the extra game in this one. Yeah. Um, and then for the single season touchdown record, he tied last year's in the 16 game. So he just needs one against the Panthers right. to, to break to his, beat own, his record. own record. Yeah. Um, so 16 games, 40 touchdowns, 16 games, 40 touchdowns yeah. um, each year. And, and so if yeah. he, he needs 16 touchdowns next week to beat Peyton Manning's all time record of 55. season. Yeah. 16. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's yeah. only four quarter, John. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to rule anything out when it comes to the goat. He's had some games this year where you look like you <laughs> might get it. Honestly, yeah. um, but I think it's going to happen. Right. But don't think know. about it. People want to know about MVP now, and we'll just have to see. I mean, Rodgers is getting the Vikings tonight without their starting quarterback, and yeah, you know, there's going to be a chance to pile up numbers there, which is all people look at. Uh, Josh Allen fell off today, and Joe Burrow might be making a light case. Uh, I don't even know where the MVP thing's at right now. Brady's yeah. obviously deserving. I'm sure there's a few other players who are deserving. Yeah. There almost always are, and we'll just have well, to you, see you, how things you got the Jonathan Taylor crowd. And listen, I, I, I like running the ball and running backs as much as anybody, but – it's it's not Jonathan Taylor. It's it's either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You know, Col- Colts lost today, by the way. Taylor ran for over yep. 100 yards. So yep. numbers, people. What is happening? How could right. they have lost? <laughs> oh, he's funny. But okay, we'll be back tomorrow on the show, 4 p.m. Eastern. We break this one down more in depth. We'll also have Bruce Arians' comments tomorrow. Maybe he'll give us a little more on AB. He he's somebody who's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then he ends up saying stuff. Right. Like yeah. Greg Alvin said players are take are taking their pads off. And he was like, Whoa, not not players, not players. Yeah. One player, one player, right. one player. And it was like yeah. he was making a point. Yeah. One dude on this team was a problem and he's gone now. Like, and that's right. Scott, you and I know. Like, this we'll finish with this. This is the most high character locker room in the league. I I really believe that. Yeah. And now you don't have to put the asterisks on it anymore. Like that's, right. that's all I'm gonna say. Like, this is back to being Yep. That type. And we'll see. Maybe at the end of the day, they don't get where they're trying to go. Yeah. But in terms of the guys in that locker room, like, yeah. Well, I mean, and listen, we're, we're, we're going to get the victory lap column from John Romano at the Times. And I mean, he can say he's right all he wants and stuff. But at the end of the day, we've said it all along Antonio Brown is a mercenary, he's a hired gun. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he did his job. And when his job was done, he let everyone know. <laughs> he took the bats off and he's done. Hey, he did his job up until this point. Up until this, this point, point. He didn't yeah. do his job anymore yeah. and he's gone. So yeah. that's the situation with him, obviously. Like I said, exactly. we'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll break down more of this thing. We'll give you some thoughts, too, on what Arians has to say about that and the team moving forward as well as injuries yeah. to Ronald Jones and to Sean Murphy Bunting. We'll see what those right. situations are. So until then, thank you so much. We appreciate you all. Hit that like. Subscribe to Pew Report TV. Subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate y'all. Thanks so much for joining us on another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out. Out.